Welcome back to Nikki Teaches What. Today's episode is powered by Pinecast. Pinecast is a premium podcast hosting that won't waste your time. Have you been interested in starting your own podcast? You can try Pinecast today and receive 40% off your first four months when you sign up for a paid plan, which starts at just $5 per month. With unlimited shows, unlimited storage, analytics, and custom domain support, it's hard to pass up. Check the show notes for the link and try it out. Now, on to the show. This week, I had the pleasure of sitting with Sarah Shively, a homeschooling mom of two who is entering her third year of homeschool and still figuring things out as she goes. Sarah chats with us about her experience of using a prepackaged curriculum, what worked, what didn't work, and how she learned from that experience. And after you listen to the interview, stay tuned at the end of the show for a super fun blooper reel. It's a really good behind the scenes of how it goes when recording a podcast. All right, now enjoy the show. You're listening to Nikki Teaches What, a podcast for newish homeschooling moms, a place you can come and find encouragement and support. None of us have it all figured out. But I hope to come alongside you in this journey to educate our children at home while building lifelong memories and connections. I'm so glad you're here. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and let's dive in. that you're here. So am I. All right, so yes. we have Sarah Shively here, and Sarah, go ahead and tell us about your family. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Okay, yeah, so um, again, yeah, my name is Sarah. Um, I've been married to my husband, Trent, for 11 years now, um, and we have two kids, um, a boy, Evan, who's seven, and a girl, Taya, she's four and a half. Um, yeah, and so we've been homeschooling now uh, for three years. This will, well, this will be our third year. Um, started Evan off right at kindergarten and now Taya, who's still a little bit young, but she'll be joining the mix this year too. Right. So, awesome. Yeah. So can you tell us what brought you to homeschooling them? So you have been homeschooling Evan from the very beginning. Correct. What made you choose that? Um, so if I could um, like engulf my reasons into one word, it would be flexibility. So, and what I mean by that is, so my husband Trent is in ministry. And so that means that his schedule is just a little more awkward and different than your typical family where the parents work their nine to fives. And so he, uh, like his day off is on Friday and weekends are work days for him. Uh, and then your typical holidays that you have, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the year, Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, you know, Easter, those types of holidays are typically super busy for him and work work days again. And so for us, <clears throat> because we wanted to prioritize family, um, it just made sense to have a more flexible schedule um, for us. Um, as opposed to having like the rigidity of public or private school where you're kind of working around the the school schedule. So that was one thing. And then, um, 
specifically when it comes to like just education, again, flexibility. Um, so I worked in a public school, a charter school for four years. Um, and just through that experience, I have nothing bad to say about, you know, different schooling options or anything like that. Um, but I just wanted the flexibility for my kids that if they needed extra help in an area or they were excelling in an area or just had interests, um, that we could kind of tailor their education to them. So th that's really th the biggest reasons why. Yeah, that's yeah. an excellent point that you can take the things that they're interested in or that they're very good at and you can grow that. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so what was the curriculum that you chose for Evan for his first year when he did kindergarten? What did you do? Yeah, so for kindergarten, um, for him, again, it was my first year, so totally having no clue what to do. Um, but what I ended up deciding to do was I pieced his curriculum together myself. Um, so, you know, chose a language arts curriculum, which was Explode the Code, um, and then chose a math curriculum. I ended up um, using Singapore Math. And then kind of just pieced together all the other little things. I got some language arts games, some math games, um, and uh, gosh, what was it? That? Oh, we, we also had like some um, early reader books from Preschool Prep Company. So it was kind of like all of this, all these little things, um, yeah, from all these different companies or whatever. And just, I wanted to get something again because I wanted to tailor the education to Evan uh, I really tried to find something that was going to be a good fit for us and, you know, for me and for him together. And those things seemed to work out really well. So. So after you did that for your first year, when you came into your second year with him being first to grade, mm -hmm. and I use air quotes because, you yeah. know, grades are kind of fluid when you're homeschooling. Sure. Um, <clears throat> why did you choose to do something different? So talk about what you did in that second year? Yeah, so the second year I decided to use a prepackaged curriculum. Um, just wanted to kind of give that a shot and see if having something laid out for me was going to be a better fit. Um, so it was, you know, I thought it was going to be really nice having the teacher manual where it's like, okay, day one, this is what you do. Check, check, check. Day two, this is what you do. Check, check, check. Um, and so that was one of the reasons. Another reason was, again, trying to tailor the education to Evan. At that time, he seemed extremely interested in the Bible. And um, like he would regurgitate everything that we could teach him about theology, which was just blowing my mind. And so I thought maybe we should like capitalize on this and get a curriculum that's like a heavy emphasis on the Bible. And so I ended up deciding to use um, My Father's World, which was, you know, fit those two things. The, you know, it had it all laid out for me. It was a heavy emphasis on the Bible. So it seemed like that was going to be a good fit for us. So that's, that's what we chose. Yeah. For that uh, second year. So how did the first half of the year go with this particular curriculum, having everything laid out for you and then you get to December? That's usually like a good point where you're like, okay, so these are the things that are working. These are the things mm -hmm. that aren't working. How did that go for you? Yeah. So <clears throat> I knew it was going to be different that, you know, that second year because it was something that was laid out for me. I didn't have to come up with a schedule. Um, and it was all new. Like there was explode the code was not in that curriculum Singapore math was not in that curriculum like everything was completely different so I knew that there was going to be like a learning curve so when we started it was kind of just like 
I was like, okay, this is different, you know? Um, but as the months progressed, I started to realize like, this is just not a good fit for us. What I thought was going to potentially be a good fit just didn't. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so as the months, you know, as the months went on, just kind of started to realize, um, that having a prepackaged curriculum for us, um, was not, was not necessarily going to be a good fit. Um, yeah. So what about it did not work for you? So the reason I ask is because mm -hmm. I, I personally have not experienced using something that is completely laid yeah. out and I'm sure there are lots of other moms out there who are like, you know, maybe this is something that I want. Like, what are some things that you think didn't work? Like, in particular, what did not work? <clears throat> yeah, I think for me, th this is the hard thing, is that you almost don't know what's going to work for you until you make some mistakes, you know? Yeah. Especially if you've never done this before. Um, and so I, what, I, what I realize for me now, in hindsight, is that, again, going back to my whole reason for wanting to homeschool in the beginning it was for flexibility and so what having a prepackaged curriculum did for me was it made things very inflexible now i'm sure that there's other people that are listening to this maybe they have used a prepackaged curriculum and they've made it work for them like you can make it work for you but for some reason like my brain had a really hard time getting past like this is what I have to do today. Like I have to get day one done, like every single thing in this order. Um, and so for some reason I had a really hard time like breaking my brain out of that. And so that for me was the biggest thing that caused me moving forward now to go back to piecing the curriculum together on my own. How did Evan respond to that style of curriculum? You know, I don't think that he necessarily even realized, you know, I think he's too young still to, to really put, put two and two together as far as, you know, the structure of things goes. Um, there were certain aspects that he loved, like um, throughout the year, what they have you do, at least for first grade, is you have this timeline. So as you're going through like biblical events you have, you make a, a timeline that's like, you know, tw 12 or 20 feet long. I mean, it's huge. And you glue all of these things onto it as you're going along. And you can kind of see how, uh, you know, the different biblical stories lay out in, in order chronologically. He thought that was really, really cool. And I thought it was too, you know, to, to be able to do that. Um, so there were certain aspects that he liked. Um, but as far as like, you know, did he really respond and say, I don't like this new curriculum? He didn't really say say those types of things. But just the the flow, I think, between the two of us, it was just real choppy. I don't know. It just didn't feel like we really meshed well together with it. And I think that that was the biggest thing. Um, it was more of a subconscious thing for him. I was aware of it, you know. Um, and so that, yeah, I think that hopefully that answers your question. So... Once you realized that this wasn't really jiving, what did you do at that point? Okay, well, I'll tell you what I didn't do. I did not can the curriculum because 
boxed curriculum is very expensive, right? So I spent like $400 almost on that curriculum. I'm like, this is, sorry, man, but <laughs> this is getting used up. Uh, and so I didn't can the curriculum, but what I did do was I, I was able to, for the second half of the year, to like break my brain out of the, I have to do these things every single day, like that mindset. And so what I decided to do um, was a couple things. Uh, I would double up on like one subject each day. So instead of having to do language arts and math, you know, every single day, we would do two days of language arts on Monday, two days of language arts on, or I'm sorry, two days of language arts on Monday, two days of math on Tuesday, and then do that same thing for the rest of the week, which that seemed to work out pretty well. Um, and then there was one aspect of the curriculum that I did get rid of, which was the art curriculum. It was a little too like, um, I don't know even the best word to use, uh, like almost too theor theoretical when it came to art. And my kids just were just like that, like they didn't care <laughs> at all. They're like, just give me like something to cut and paste, right. you know? Yeah. And so we canned the art curriculum, but I replaced it with some other things. So I would find some different um, crafty things to do, just like on Pinterest that right. were free. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the things that we really loved, there's a YouTube channel ca called Art for Kids Hub. And Mr. Hubs is like the guy uh, that teaches how to draw things and everything is kind of cartoonish looking. Um, but he always has one of his kids there with him. And so he'll be like teaching them how to do something. And at the same time, teaching whoever's viewing the video how yeah. to do it. And my kids loved that. Like they would sit for hours and just draw stuff yeah. on YouTube. So, um, yeah, so I was able to get rid of something that was not working well, replace it with something that did work well, and I didn't have any additional cost. So that worked out <laughs> pretty well. So after now you, you know, the first year you did, you kind of pieced it together mm -hmm. and then the second year you bought a whole curriculum. Yep. And so now you are going into your third year. What are some afterthoughts that you have over those two different, very, ex, you know, different experiences that you had? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your, what did you come back to? Like, what do you think? Yeah. So for me, um, definitely I, I realized that putting the curriculum together on our own, you know, uh, was going to be the best fit for us. Um, and I think I've just learned more over the last couple of years because I'm constantly looking up information on homeschooling, um, you know, reading books on homeschooling or just looking up different curriculum options, um, talking to homeschoolers that have, you know, they've used things that are different for me and kind of just getting at different ideas. And so uh, I, f I feel like for me, I'm, I'm getting okay now with the fact that homeschooling is going to morph and change and grow with us as we yeah. are growing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the type of person that I want to do the right thing right from the get-go. And that's just not reality. Right. Like, and, that's, <laughs> and it's hard with homeschooling. It's... Yeah. Because you, you don't know what you don't know. You don't. 
And, you know, your kids, you don't know what they're going to be interested mm-hmm. in when they're five, right. <laughs> you know? Um, and so just being okay with that. And, and again, for me, you know, in, unless something drastic changes, I foresee us probably going this route moving forward now where I'm just going to, you know, find the things that work well for my kids and util- utilize those things instead of buying a prepackaged, you know, set. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably as far as like curriculum choices, Mm -hmm. just realizing that that's going to be the best fit for our family. So what did you choose to do for this year? So you are piecing it Mm -hmm. together. Is there anything different that you're doing this year that you didn't maybe do the first year? Yeah. So, well, I am going back to using Explode the Code and, um, Singapore Math for both of my kids this year. And we've already started a little bit of that. We did a little bit over the summer, Um, and it looks like that's going to be a good fit for both of the kids. They seem to respond pretty well to both of those things. So, um, so I'm excited about that to kind of know, you know, what we're moving forward with, with those two key, you know, key Mm -hmm. subjects. Um, and then I was trying to figure out like, what do I do for the other subjects? Like, should I have like a science curriculum? Should I have a social studies curriculum? Like, what should I do as far as that go goes? And one of the things that I've landed on that I've just found, and I'm super new to this, so, you know, I'm not no expert, but I found unit studies. Um, And so, uh, gosh, I I think it's called Confessions of a Homeschooler is the website Mm -hmm. that I've landed on. And she has a ton of unit studies that you can purchase either individually or, you know, you can buy her whole whole sets. Um, But what we're going to do, I... Uh, really like reading out loud to the kids. I think that's super important. And so she has some literature unit studies um, that I've decided we're going to do like Alice in Wonderland is the first book that we're going to read. And um, so she has this whole thing laid out where you pretty much like as you're going through the book, you know, you're studying different aspects of, you know, life, character, um, science, time, you know, all of these different things. And it kind of is a more of a holistic thing. So I, I'm, I'm trying to bring those other subjects in without adding another like, okay, we have to spend 20 minutes a day on science right. or whatever, you know, or doing science projects. Or we have to look at history and let's, you know, look at these dates and yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's kind of where I've landed as far as starting to bring those other subjects in. One thing I have noticed is... Taya, who's the youngest, the girl, is more artsy. Um, And so trying to figure out, like, how to continue to bring art in for her because she really enjoys that. Um, And then Evan, our older, you know, son, he's way more interested in kind of, like, engineering, kind of like those STEM subjects. And so um, I'm not trying to bring in more again, like more curriculum to accomplish those things. Um, But we have some um, like games, like those types of things. Like you can Google on Amazon, like STEM games for kids, you know, certain ages. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Evan really likes Legos and there's a STEM set, you know, where he can build things and, and, you know. So trying to bring in some things that interest him without having to open a book and right. study the subject. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of what we're doing this year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So my last question for you yes. is what advice would you give to a new 
homeschooling mom, someone either who was going into their first year or may even be considering it for their kids, what advice would you give them? Yeah. Um, so a, a piece of real, like, tangible, like, here, here's something to do, like, check mark <laughs> kind of a thing, um, is what we did going, moving, or as we started our first year of homeschooling, we went to what's called the Great Homeschool Convention. Now, unfortunately, it's not going to work very well this year because all of those are gone because right. school is getting ready to start. Yeah. But you could always put that on your list as something to look up for next year. Um, but I loved going to that because it gave me a bigger picture of like the homeschooling world. Literally thousands upon thousands right. of homeschooling people all in one building for three days. Yeah. You can, you know, there's a big showroom that has all these vendors. So you can, you can literally walk around and see all the different curricula that, that are available um, and talk to people that represent those companies. Um, and so it was just, uh, it gave me a bigger picture of kind of like what I was getting into. Um, and that was actually what helped me that first year decide to just go ahead and piece the curriculum together. So that's a real like tangible piece. I would say check that out, and if it fits into your schedule, totally go go to that. Um, but there were two things that I learned at that homeschool convention that first year that have kind of like really stuck with me and and helped me that first year. So I'd like to share share those. Um, I went to one breakout session that dealt specifically with curriculum, and I was like, okay, this is gonna help me because yeah. I have no idea what yeah. I'm doing. Um, and by the time it was over, you know, the lady opened it up for questions and I shared, this is my first year, have no clue what I'm doing. Um, I don't know if I should do a box set or if I should put it together myself or what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what the right choice is. And she kind of just smiled and she was yeah. like, yeah, um, you're not going to screw up. Like you are, but you aren't like mm -hmm. You can't look at things as like every single year I have to do the right thing this year. Like you have to have more of a long-term perspective on what's happening. Like you're educating your child for their life, not just, you know, this year has to be right and next year has to be right and third grade has to be right and fourth grade. Um, and so she was like, you're going to make a wrong choice. Like at some point yes. we've all made a bad choice when it comes to curriculum and that's okay. You mm -hmm. just course correct next year or mid-year if you mm -hmm. can, you know, and just continue moving forward. And so that was a piece of advice that I loved. Um, and then the second thing was we went to a breakout session that was led by a set of homeschool parents that were homeschooled themselves. Oh, cool. And so they were like, man, when we decided to homeschool our kids, we thought we got this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they realized they didn't have that, yeah. you know? <laughs> like it was still, they had to learn as the teacher, you know, how to do. And they recommended... Um, especially in the early elementary year, years to just focus on the core reading, writing, and arithmetic and add the other subjects in as you, as you move forward. Um, and so that, that was super helpful for me to just say, okay, I don't have to have all, all of the these things, things mm -hmm. in place. Now, obviously we live in Michigan, which is super lax when it comes to homeschooling. Yes. Like, um, other States are not like that. Um, and so, you know, you'd have to figure out what's going to work obviously in your state, but, um, but yeah, still coming back to those core, if your kid can't read, <laughs> that's the thing. Like I'm a math, like I have a bachelor's degree in mathematics, right? 
Um, so that's kind of my lane. But still, I worked in, in a school system for a long time in the high school and realized, like, if your kid cannot read, it does not matter what subjects they are experts in when it comes to, like, standardized testing. If they can't read the directions, they can't answer the questions. So, um, you know, realizing the importance of those core things, like, in the young years and really getting a handle on them, um, I think is just... You know, if your brain's going all the directions, yes. <laughs> trying to figure yeah. out what to do, just start there um, and then add add stuff in as you can. That is yeah. great advice because oh, I you. think when, especially when you're first starting out, it can seem very overwhelming. Totally. Because there's so many things. So many. There's so many things. And a good friend of mine told me something very similar you know focus on reading and math and like just hammer those down and once you have that like you're building a foundation that that's everything exactly else it. yes can be built upon but yeah. to focus on those things so that's yeah, great advice sure. thank you for, for sure. sharing oh my gosh you're welcome so that finishes our little interview with sarah thank you so much for being here my pleasure um you can find sarah on a few different channels. You can find her on her Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at Solely Devoted. And I will put the links to all of her channels in the show notes below. And thank you again for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was a blast. Thank you for listening to Nikki Teaches What, the podcast for newish homeschooling moms. I'd love to hear from you. Head to my site at www.nikkisaidwhat.com to send me an email or send me a question that you'd love to hear featured in the podcast. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling extra supportive today, I'd love if you could leave a review or a rating on iTunes. This helps me reach more moms like yourself. Happy homeschooling, friends. So go ahead and introduce yourself for us. So my name is Sarah Shively, and um, I have three kids. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Ugh. Okay, I, I know exactly <laughs> what this is like. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> all right. So, welcome to the show. I have Sarah Shively here with us, and Sarah, go ahead and just tell us about your family. How many kids do you have? <laughs> no. I'm living in a fantasy world. <laughs> okay. <laughs>